We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Friday. Today was a special day. Today was a heavy day. Today was an eye-opening day, the unity march for the Oklahoma football team as they marched from the uh, football facility down across Lindsay through the South Oval into the Unity Garden. And at that point, Lincoln Riley spoke, answered questions from the media. The team was dressed in all black. And I think me trying to describe this, me trying to lead into this, cannot do justice with how amazing the words from Lincoln Riley word today. So here we go. A special Friday edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Lincoln Riley on the unity march that took place earlier today. Thank you for being here. It meant, meant a lot to our team. Really appreciate everybody being here today. Fire away. Um, I think there's been a lot of, a lot of build up to this. Uh, I think our players have commend them. I mean, our players have been a part of, you know, potential policy changes. They've been a part of a lot of changes within the university, within our athletic department. Um, but I, you know, we always push on our players to, to try to do more and more and more. And, uh, you know, that doesn't just apply to the football field, just doesn't apply to the classroom. And uh, they, uh, we had a, we had a great meeting yesterday. Um, as I said out there, pretty emotional meeting with our guys yesterday, and, and uh, they they look to um, you know us as a staff for for guidance. Um, 
and uh, you know we knew we wanted to do something together as a team and a decision was made late last night early this morning of what exactly that would be um, as far as comparing it uh, I mean all those situations are different uh, but I think we want the same you know the, there was from the incident in 2015 there was positive outcomes that came from that not not ever completely fixing the problem um, but a lot of positive changes made on this campus as a result of that and those players and those coaches that year and so uh, um, certainly some similarities but you know it's kind of a new team and a new time and a, and a new set of circumstances. Well, because that's, you know, our, like I said, we, we don't have all the answers. I darn sure don't. I mean, that's, uh, but the problems out there are real. And as we talk, as we discuss, we can't come up with a better solution than unity. And I just don't, I just don't know how you have unity and not include yourself and, and every part of uh, your program in that. And uh, so, it's a way for us to show that, you know, we, we get, we get, we're not going to, you know, us and everybody else that's, that's, uh, you know, that's trying to fight this battle right now. We're not, it's not going to change overnight. Um, it's about taking positive steps and keeping the faith and let's don't let this be a thing that divides us even further. Let's, why can't this be the thing that, that brings us all even more together? And, uh, I've seen that with this team. I mean, I saw it yesterday. I've seen it on multiple occurrences where something terrible brings us closer together, and it's not easy. And again, those are some of the toughest conversations and, and things to, to listen to and process and go through as a team that you can ever have. But if, if all those people in there, again, from all different walks of life, can, can come together and find common ground, you know why can't that be done on a larger scale? And that's our, that's our players' perspective, and our and our and our staffs, and that's our that's our hope. And I just, I just, we just want to do our part because um, it's going to take everybody. Just, just that we're we're in this together. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna take all of us seeing that. I mean, it's uh, to, to go to the unity circle. It was about I think you know people being able to express you know frustrations, or things they've gone through, uh, their experiences. We have more ways to express that than ever before. Uh, on the flip side, of that you know how much are we listening to others, and how much are we not so focused on our own experiences to care about those around us? And uh, that's something we've tried to do as a team. Um, not that we've been perfect at it, but you see that start to happen in this small sample size, and it was a chance for us to just just to show everybody what we think is important. Um, again, I don't want to stand up here like myself, this team, like we have all the answers. We don't. We have we got a lot more questions than answers, um, but but we are united, and we do believe that unity is is a is a huge step in this, and hopefully. You know, people will take from it what they want to take, but hopefully they see that we're together and 
we're together from, again, just about every different type of background that you could imagine. A lot. I mean, a lot. It's, uh, you know, these guys, in a sense, feel like they've been piled on, um, you know, from the, the pandemic to, again, all this going on in the country. But, you know, our message to them has been, you know, one of support. Uh, you know, make sure that they know that, that they have outlets, that they have people here that care about them. And two, it's about persevering through it. You know, nothing, nothing good has ever happened that, you didn't have to fight for a little bit and you didn't have to push through hard times for. So it's, uh, you, you can't, you can't be defeated in these moments. Uh, you can't be hopeless. You gotta, you gotta be even more motivated and, and, and our hope is more together. Uh, yeah, I've been, very surprised about some of the things I've heard, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I grew up a white male, you know, I mean, I, I have not lived or had to experience some of the things that a lot of my players have had to, and that's, uh, as much as you want to read about it, this or that, it's, it's different when it hits home and when it's somebody that you care about, and uh, so that has, it's absolutely been a learning experience for me, I mean, every, every step of it. Um, and uh, it's definitely made me more aware. Um, and I hope, you know, will equip me and our staff to, and not just from our players, our staff members too, but I, I hope it will equip us to continue doing a better job of, uh, of leading them. Uh, yeah, we've definitely had conversations with law enforcement when, when uh, our, our, our first concern always is, is for our guys and their safety. Um, and uh, I give our local law enforcement here credit, they've been, you know, very responsive, open. Our team has had conversations uh, with, with with certain members of, of the law enforcement team in this area, and they've been very, very productive. And again, just another example that we can all work together, whether it's black, white, or it's civilian law enforcement, or whatever tags you want to put it. If people are motivated and listen to each other, we can we can work together. And we're you know, our team and the job, our specific, specifically our players have done are a great example of that. I hope so. Uh, I hope we can, but it's, you know, nobody can do it by themselves. Um, so I, I hope, I, I know there's a lot of eyes on us, a lot of eyes on this program, and uh, we always want to use that for, for positivity in any situation, this one being no different. Yeah, just, I'm, You'd sat in those conversations, you would have been too. I mean, you know, just, you know, it's just, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's what some of these guys have gone through, what our country's going through. Um, you know, and for guys to have the courage to step out like that, it's not an easy thing to do. And uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's been very much like our discussions have been. They've been, you know, when 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 you care about the people around you that much, and you see that they're hurting, you know, it's just it's hard not to be that way. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, the, the ones virtually were, were, were emotional too, but yeah, certainly when you've got somebody there, it's almost easier and, and more emotional, but easier at the same time because you can, you know, spend that face-to-face -face time with them and you can, you know, have those, those true meaningful conversations that are tough to have on a computer screen. So uh, it's been great that they're here to, to be able to, to kind of journey through this together. Uh, but it's certainly, it's, for me, I know it's made it a lot more real. It was fantastic. It was eye-opening. It was emotional. It was just really cool to see everyone come together like that as one. And obviously, uh, Lincoln Rally has been an incredible leader through all of this. President Joseph Harris was out there as well. So just a just a really cool day all the way around. And kudos to Lincoln Riley for speaking uh, and then speaking up and allowing his players the opportunity to speak up as well. Creed Humphrey put something on Twitter that I thought was really cool in the aftermath of all of this. They made sure that every single one of their teammates were registered to vote. And I thought of everything that took place today, that's about the coolest thing that I had seen. So kudos to Creed, kudos to Lincoln Riley. What a day, what a moment, what a movement. Now we've got some work to do here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. We're going to bring you uh, what I think is one of the cooler episodes of Sound Off because we're looking ahead to football. We're looking ahead to the start of the season. And Chad, Toby, and I debate who we think could be breakout players in 2020. As always, the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by AT&T, America's best network. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Hey, if you're interested in taking your passion for OU athletics to a new level, experience the best game day experiences while supporting scholarships for nearly 600 student athletes, you can do so by joining the Sooner Club today. Customizable options are available by calling 405-325-8000. And it's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order, available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Let's go! This Looking Forward to the Season edition of Sound Off starts now. Hey there, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Sooner Sound Off. I'm Jessica Cootie, and we are now under the three-week mark and quickly approaching the two-week mark to the Sooners' scheduled season opener coming up on September 12th against Missouri State. Oklahoma, once again, the favorite to win the Big 12 Conference title again this season. And for the 18th time in 20 years, the Sooners are ranked in the top 10 of the AP preseason poll. Now, a lot of that has to do with what Oklahoma has coming back for this season. But each and every year, we have the pleasure of seeing maybe a young guy, maybe a guy that's been in the system, really burst out onto the scene. So that brings us to today's topic. Who are your breakout players for 2020, where you're going to pick an offensive and a defensive player. So who better to break down this topic than the panel that we have here today? Of course, the voice of the Sooners and the author of the best-selling children's book on the market right now, Toby Rowland. We have the sideline reporter extraordinaire, Chris Plank, and the man who gets you ready for kickoff every single week on Sooner Game Day, the host of Sooner Game Day, Chad McKee, who is also doing some fishing this week. So, guys, quick note here, though, before we dive into it, 
We know Lincoln Riley is the quarterback whisperer, right? You have back-to-back Heismans, the Heisman Trophy runner-up. Whoever wins this starting job, we know is going to have a massive season. So for this topic today, we're going to explore positions not at the quarterback position. So let's get things started with some opening statements. Toby, you're up first. It's great to be with you guys today, especially with Reverend McKee. It's an honor to be in his (laughs) presence today. Let me just say... I hope we are all right about every pick today. How awesome would that be? And this is an impossible decision for Jess to make today. This is a prediction for Pete's sake. How in the world do you judge that? But I'm going to take two big boys that I think are going to be a big-time factor in what OU does on defense this year. I'll take David Aguebu. And on offense, I'll take Austin Stogner. And in about 60 seconds, I'll tell you why. Chad? Thank you, Toby. Jessica, congratulations on the win last week. The rap is still fresh in my brain as I'm trying to do this show, as a matter of fact. I love it. Hey, you're the fan. You were the fan winner this week, by the way. Yeah, I I had a pretty good argument last week, I have to admit. I'll try to do as well this week. But I think when it comes to being a breakout star, you know, in real estate, they say it's about three things, location, location, location. When it comes to being a breakout star, it comes to three things, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You better be able to get on the field if you want to make plays and become a breakout star. And I think the two gentlemen that I have picked are going to have opportunity. One of them is Perion Winfrey, the junior college defensive tackle transfer. There's no place on the field that needs bodies and good players than the Sooner defensive line. And my other pick is Marcus Major at running back on the offensive side of the ball. Through injury and otherwise, these guys are going to get opportunities this year. And Chris, I think that's the most important thing to being a breakout star. Absolutely, Chad. And when we're looking at opportunities, we know with the Alex Grinch defense, it's about rotation, it's about speed D, it's about tons, tons of depth. And they have it this year in the secondary, which is why my breakout guy is Woody Washington, who started to show a little bit of that in the in the bowl game last year against LSU. Unfortunately, things didn't end so well for the Sooners, but he set a career high in tackles. And on the offensive side of the football, all about security blankets, right? Love Toby's pick of Austin Stogner, Marcus Major, set up to have a great season. But give me Stoops. I'll tell you why I think Drake Stoops is going to have a breakout <laughs> season. Uh, Plank's going to have some fun with that one. Yeah, and guys, uh, throughout training camp, talking with coaches, certainly very excited about the guys that they've brought in in the recruiting class, some of the guys that redshirted last year, these guys that are now freshmen and sophomores. So lots and lots to choose from. Toby, you mentioned your guys. Tell us why. And you mentioned it without hesitation when you picked your two guys, by the way. Yeah, you know, listen, I'm a big David Aguebu fan. There is a need for a star to emerge at linebacker. Kenneth Murray is now in the NFL. The unfortunate injury, of course, to Caleb Kelly. And I think that guy could be David Aguebu, the next great LB at OU. He's massive. I've mentioned it before, but K-9 looked bigger than everybody else on the field last year, and he played at 6'2", 235. David Aguebu is 6'4", 250. And Grinch is putting him right in the middle of the defense. Think about that. Opposing QB comes to the line of scrimmage and staring across at him is 6'4", 250, David Aguebu. Want an NFL comparison? Think Brian Urlacher. He got some experience last year. He played in every game. He made plays in every game. 
So he's aware now of the speed of the game and has been in Alex Grinch's system for a year. And he's flexible. You can line him up on the outside, too, and rush the QB. Long, rangy arms in the passing lane. I understand it's more than just how big and strong you are at linebacker. You have to understand gap assignments and read keys and quarterback the defense. But he's got the physical characteristics that allow him the opportunity to be a star. And he changed his number to two this year. I love that. A single-digit middle linebacker. DU2. You heard it here first. Here's what Alex Grinch said about him this week. Yeah, so, you know, though in, in David's case, you know, he was a rotational guy for us. We had John Michael Terry. We had Nick Benito at, at rush linebacker a year ago. And, and, and David was kind of the young freshman that we wanted to get work in. And then when John Michael went out, you know, all of a sudden, you know, roles changed. And, and I thought David did a good job for us. And so just kind of as we looked at the offseason, just, you know, you're always trying to look at what's your best 11, you know, and trying to position guys where you – you think maybe they could be most successful one and ultimately combine that with what makes your, your defense most successful. And he's, he was just a name that kept coming up as a guy that we just thought has a little bit more, you know, position flexibility. He was willing to make the move. And, and, and the idea being at any moment we could move him back to rush linebacker. Obviously with Caleb's situation, it, it, it lends itself to getting him even more work at the position. And then so it's something that we continue to evaluate. But I've been extremely pleased with his progress. Sticking with the massive human being theme, I'll take Austin Stogner on offense. Teddy Lehman calls him Baby Gronk, and for good reason. They are virtually the exact same size. 6'6", 260, Austin Stogner and Rob Gronkowski. He's a mountain with soft hands. Stogner had two huge touchdowns in that epic comeback last year at Baylor, but he spent much of the season as a blocker. I think he becomes a major weapon this year. Year under his belt, comfort level is there, the game has slowed down, and he's going to be a perfect safety blanket for a young quarterback when he's trying to decipher a defense is throwing at him. Just throw it to Stog. And in the red zone, just throw it to Stog. And if you put him in the slot, who are you gonna try to defend him with? A five foot, 10 inch nickel? Do you bring down a bigger safety and open up the back end? He's a matchup nightmare. I think Austin Stogner will become one of the biggest weapons in the Big 12 this year, literally. Here are my two breakout picks for 2020. Austin Stogner and David Oguebu, both massive young men who could play massive roles for the 2020 Sooners. Prediction, both Oguebu and Stogner are first team all Big 12 selections at the end of the year. Yes. All right, mark it down. Uh, we will uh, be looking out for that. So Toby went with the uh, size route here. And I got to tell you, going out to practices, number two looks like a monster out there on defense. <laughs> so I do like what you said there. Here's the question, though, Toby. Do you have a nickname for David Aguebu yet? DU2. DU2. He's wearing the number two this year. You heard it here first. <laughs> I love it. All right. So Toby's picks are in the books. Coming up next, Chad McKee is in the hot seat. Going with a running back. Keep it here on Sound Off. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus. And our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. 
Welcome back to Sound Off. Today we are projecting who we might see predict as breakout stars for the upcoming 2020 Oklahoma football season. Toby Rowland, the voice, was up first. He went with DU2 and Gronk 2.0, a.k.a. David Aguebu and Austin Stogner. And a big argument there from Toby, but Chad McKee in his fancy getup. You're up next. My fancy getup. I'm hoping that my outfit can add to my argument today. I may need it. I think I have some uh, ground to gain because of what I heard from the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. But sometimes they say the best ability is availability, and that may work out best for those guys along the defensive line for the Sooners. Remember, Oklahoma's defensive line was hit hard by graduation. And not just star power in Neville Gallimore, who's off to the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL, but those very good multi-year rotational players. A Kenneth Mann, a Q Overton, a Dylan Fahamata. But Oklahoma will rely upon newcomers on the defensive line, though they're not newcomers to college football. Joshua Ellison, highly regarded defensive tackle prospect, as is my pick, Perion Winfrey, who comes from junior college. But as Alex Grinch, the Sooner defensive coordinator, reminded us last week, with all these newcomers, we may have to be a little bit patient. Well, I, I think if, if used the right way, it can be a you know incredible opportunity. You talk about a guy like a parent Winfrey coming in from junior college, and, and you put him on the interior defensive line, and all of a sudden he's going against a high level guy in, in, in Creed. I mean, you're, you're right. Um, that 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 gives you a little bit more of a barometer than than you know obviously going to, you know think about scout team work or something along those lines. Yes, spring football was lost. That was big for these guys, but it's equal across the board for everybody. Nobody had spring football, and it always seems the desire to get junior college players on the field quickly is there because you just don't have as much time with them as you would with an incoming freshman. In Perrion Winfrey's case, he's only got two years in a Sooner uniform. Better make the most of it. At 6'4 and over 300 pounds, he's explosive off the ball. You heard Alex Grinch say there will be a rotation. That means opportunity. This is a kid originally out of Maywood, Illinois, just west of Chicago, but he was a consensus top five overall JUCO recruit in the country coming out of Iowa Western Community College, where in two seasons he had 55 tackles, 23 tackles for loss, and nine and a half sacks. Perhaps the biggest thing you notice about Winfrey is who else wanted this guy. When you win a recruit over the likes of Alabama, LSU, and Florida, you have my attention. Another reason he's going to stand out, Toby, you talked about Ogwebu wearing number two as a linebacker. How about right. a defensive tackle that wears number eight? I love the it. defensive <laughs> line, not number 93. He'll have number eight, and he and Jordan Kelly should provide a consistent deep duo in the middle for Calvin Thibodeau in the middle of that defense. Now, on the offensive side of the football, I'm going with the guy who's at a star-studded position. In fact, five former running backs at Oklahoma were on NFL rosters this season. I'm not telling you Marcus Major's going to run for 1,000 yards or get to the NFL, but I am telling you he will have some opportunity and he will make some big plays. First off, it's good just to have him healthy and back on the field for Lincoln Riley. And then been pleased with the with the with the young guys, uh, Marcus Major. It's great to have him healthy, back strong, fast, um, and, and again another guy that just so much more locked into what we're doing now. You just tell he's so much more confident. Now it's a good room, um, and and you know it's been fun to see you know Demarco coaching those guys. Uh, he's done a he's done a tremendous job with them so far. It's it's a it's a competitive, hungry, talented room right now. 
This guy was a top 20 running back in the country coming out of Millwood High School in Oklahoma City. He grew up in the shadow of running back you, or is it wide receiver you at this point? Either way, there's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball and through attrition at this position. Let's remember, Kennedy Brooks not on the roster. We don't fully know about Ramondre Stevenson's status going into the year. So you got T.J. Pledger, who looked good, scored a touchdown in the Peach Bowl. In fact, we know a little bit about him. And Seth McGallan is a talented newcomer coming in, but he still has to learn the ropes. As we know, the Sooners will play multiple positions. They always do at the running back position. Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. Remember DeMarco Murray, who's coaching these guys, had to split time with Chris Brown. In fact, in 2008, they both ran for over a thousand yards. Perhaps that is in the cards for my newcomer on offense at the running back spot, Marcus Major. Jessica. I love it. I love nice it. Good job, arguments. Reverend. Always, uh, yeah, always love hearing. Uh, <laughs> As a fellow Oklahoman, love hearing about Oklahoma kids. So certainly would love to see Marcus Major have a breakout season as well. All right, uh, up next in the cleanup spot, Chris Plank and with the final argument of the day. Keep it here on Sound Off. Air Comfort Solutions, your total home solution for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Make the winning call today. Taco Mayo, fresh ingredients built to order. The Trails Golf Club, Norman's club of choice. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Community Coffee, family-owned community coffee. The official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Welcome back to Sound Off. Who will be the breakout stars for Oklahoma football in 2020? We're giving you our predictions. Toby went first. He went with Uguaybu and Stogner, and Chad McKee just wrapped up his argument with Marcus Major and Perion Winfrey. And Chris Plank going to have a little bit of fun with this one, I'm projecting. Uh, Plank, who you Not got? Not talented enough, Jess, to rap and rhyme this bad boy, but we do have a great nickname for this <laughs> one, obviously, by birth. And how exciting is this today, just in general? We're talking about the depth chart essentially and who we are going to see as breakout players for a football season that is slated to happen in less than three weeks. I mean, I'm just juiced that we get to have these conversations right here, right now. Let's go with my two. I'm taking Woody Washington and Drake Stoops. I'm going to start talking about Washington because I think on the defensive side of the football, as Toby and Chad have so eloquently laid out, we're really looking at a conversation about depth and rotation, and more importantly, as Chad brought up, opportunity. I think there's tons of opportunities there in the secondary, and in my mind, this is a guy that really stood out to me going back to a very forgettable day for the Oklahoma defense in the, in the Peach Bowl in the 14 playoff against LSU. But what stood out? Woody Washington, a true freshman, was called upon to step in at a position to where he wasn't really slotted, he wasn't necessarily thought of as a nickelback, but with injuries and an elimination, whenever Buki was uh, kicked out of the game, Woody Washington came in, Jess, and ended up having his best game of the season. He finished last year with 15 tackles. Ten of those came against LSU. Again, being physical in a position that technically we never really had projected him at all season long. So he moves to a place that he wasn't familiar, played well. 10 tackles, three of those solo against LSU, and showcased his versatility and pretty good size for that corner slash secondary spot, 5'11", 192. And he comes out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. 
He comes out of Oakland High School, where he was a beast. 90 combined tackles his junior and season, senior season, five picks. And again, I'm reminded, this is a cornerback. Cornerbacks are usually the position that kind of shy away from contact. Oh, now Woody Washington, he invites it and lays the lumber. Here's the key, though, is the secondary is pretty stacked for the Sooners with returning starters. You have Trey Norwood coming back off the injury. Trey Brown looked good. You have the two safeties in DeLaren Turner-Yell and Pat Fields from last season. And then what we saw Buki develop in that nickel position. So this was really hard for me because I wanted to go with Jaden Davis, but I love the potential future and understanding the rotations that Alex Grinch and the depth they want to have on the defense. Let's shift to the offensive side of the football. Now, our producer Grant Wade was making fun of me because I've got the laptop set up here. He was saying I look like I'm getting ready to do a fantasy football show. Well, we all know what's key in fantasy football, <laughs> receptions. So you need a security blanket. You need that safety outlet. Toby laying out Austin Stogner, great. But give me Drake Stoops. People talk about OU DNA. There is one guy who was truly born with the OU DNA, and that's Drake Stoops. Obviously, Bob's son has really emerged as a very complimentary weapon through his first couple of seasons. Truly, um, truly a guy that's not afraid to go out and make any plays. You'll watch these highlights. He's getting his helmet knocked off. He's getting rocked after he makes a catch. But what is he doing in these highlights? He's making the catch. He's reliably played. In all 14 games last season, a reserve receiver, a punt returner, ended up catching eight passes for 95 yards. But the stats aren't what we're here to talk about. It's the grit, it's the determination, it's the passion, it's the energy. The kid can make plays. And one stat that really stood out to me as I was trying to prepare my case for Drake Stoops as a breakout player for the Sooners on offense this season is third down conversion. The Sooners were in the top 10 last year in third down conversion, converting almost 50% of their third downs. They did convert 50% of those third downs two years ago. I think of names like Nick Basquin, Lee Morris, guys who would make plays, but more importantly, guys who could get open. Jess, in Drake Stoops, I see a guy that can go out, can make plays, can get open, and make those tough catches. There's a lot of times you've got to make plays in space. And to me, I see a guy with a receiving core that's going to need some players step up. You need Rambo to step up on the outside. You need some young guys to step up, Theo Wees Jr., among others. But more than anything, you need that guy in the slot that's not afraid to go make the tough catch. Drake Stoops is that guy. And come on, who doesn't look forward to that catch across the middle whenever fans can just go, Stoops, Stoops, Drake Stoops, Drake Stoops, my potential breakout <laughs> on offense with Woody Washington on defense, Jess. Guys, I'm just sitting here thinking about how I drew the short straw of having to host this show here today. <laughs> you guys have all provided such great arguments, you know, got me hyped for what's to come. A lot of young talent to look out for. Somehow, I'm going to have to pick a, pick a winner up next here on Sound Off after this quick break. The Sooner Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest ones. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. 
Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Sooner Sports TV Personalities Wardrobe is provided by Threads Menswear and Blush on Campus Corner. Hair and makeup provided by Clementine Hair Lounge. Welcome back to Sooner Sound Off. Well, closer and closer and closer we get to the much anticipated waited. We've waited so long to be able to talk about this scheduled season opener coming up on September 12th. And if we weren't already excited enough, these three guys have got us even more hype for the season, breaking down some potential stars, some breakout seasons maybe on the horizon for some of these young Sooners. So I have no idea what I'm going to do right here, but let's uh, get <laughs> to some closing arguments presented by Kincaid Coach. Uh, Toby, what are your final thoughts? Well, let me just reiterate, I hope we are all right today. Right. Wouldn't that be glorious? But my breakout stars for OU in 2020 are David Aguebu on defense and Austin Stogner on offense. At 6'4", 250, Aguebu has a chance to be a monster in the middle of that OU defense. And at 6'6", 260, Stogner has a chance to be a monster that gives opposing defenses nightmares. DU2 and Baby Gronk, that's the pick today. Chad? You like them most because you've already got nicknames for them on the radio broadcast, <laughs> which is great. And I tend to agree with your projection earlier that they each could be first team all Big 12. Stogner is a budding star. But I like my guys. I like my two picks. Perrion Winfrey at defensive tackle and Marcus Major at running back. Oklahoma lost four very key contributors along the defensive line. Somebody will have to get in there and make plays. And at some point, I think talent takes over. There's no doubt Perrion Winfrey is talented. 6'4 and 300 pounds in the middle of that defense. Alabama, LSU, and Florida all wanted him, but the Sooners got him. And I think Alex Grinch and Calvin Thibodeau will put him to good use. And we all love a local guy like a Marcus Major from Millwood High School. He knows the opportunity ahead of him. He and TJ Pledger will be the most experienced guys from time to time back there in that backfield. And I think he will take full advantage well, of it, Chris. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned it, TJ Pledger, too. Chad because as we've been sitting here all I can think about is the other people that I would want to add to this list of potential breakouts and hope that we're all right you mentioned yeah. TJ Pledger what about Seth McGowan as a true freshman in the backfield even look at the receiver position I go with Drake Stoops and I mind you the great nickname Stoops but there's also the Theo Wees juniors of the world there's so many great playmakers potentially that are going to be molded by this talented coaching staff from Dennis Simmons to Kale Gundy that I know I'm supposed to be sitting here making the case for my guys Woody Washington and Drake Stoops but I think this is a credit just to the incredible coaching job that we're talking about youngsters that really haven't had a major opportunity yet that could have incredible breakout season and be a difference maker for the Sooners in 2020. Yeah, no doubt. I think uh, definitely going to see some opportunities for some freshmen. The coaches have raved about some of these uh, new recruits that they've brought in. I think look out for you guys have mentioned him, Seth McGowan at that running back position. And how about Marvin Mims at the wide receiver Absolutely. position as well? Good look one. out for him mm -hmm. as well. Number mm -hmm. of young defensive backs that I think could come in and provide some depth as well. So guys, great cases all around. I mean, again, an impossible position you guys have impossible. put me in. And Hopefully every single one, as Toby mentioned, of these guys have big seasons this year. Oklahoma loves to have that kind of depth. And uh, obviously we too deep. You never know when you need that depth. But listen, to pick a winner here presented by Community Coffee. Um, I mean, everybody is a winner here today. But where does it all start? It all starts up front. 
defensive line. They need the depth there. Perrion Winfrey, and with lots of opportunity for the Oklahoma kid, Marcus Major at running back. Chad McKee, your winner here today on Sound Up. I salute That's all the you, time Major. we have Good here today, call. and we are now, the countdown is on. We are getting close to that kickoff. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next week. You called. Way to go, Reverend. Um, I really struggled. I wanted to throw three DOEs in my player to look out for. I had Jaden Davis originally slotted, but um, I'll stick with Woody Washington and Drake Stoops. I love David Aguebu's potential in 2020. And, of course, you need that inside interior defensive line help. To hear, so to hear Perrion Winfrey's name in that mix was definitely a, a welcome, a welcome event. I'd love to hear from you guys. Here are some players that you're looking forward to potentially having a breakout season. Again, they don't have to be true freshmen. They don't have to be Juco transfers. You know, remember, uh, Obo Okoronkwo was on the squad for two years before he broke out. You know, it's not always uh, the new that ends up being the star. It can be a guy that's been around, has fought the battles, and had great players in front of him like Owa had Devontae Bond. He had Eric Stryker. Who knows? Maybe there's a guy in that oboe mold for 2020. Hit me up at Plank Show on Twitter, or, of course, the best way to hit us is at OU on the air. The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you by Mercy. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. OU Extended Campus. Degrees online, on-site, on your schedule. Become the tradition OU Extended Campus. OG&E, we energize life in Homeland. Don't feel like getting out to buy groceries? Let Homeland deliver to your door. Visit homelandstores.com for more details. Here's what's on tap tomorrow on the Sooner Classic broadcast. We take you back to 2017. OU and Kansas State, the Rodney Anderson game winner. And next week, we have our position previews as assistant coaches will join us throughout next week to get you ready position by position for the 2020 season. What's on Tap is presented by Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store, farm fresh for over 50 years. Thanks so much for downloading, subscribing, and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until Monday, have a great weekend. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or, how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.